Hey, MILF gang, you know what time it is. This is your explicit language and content warning. Ooh, took some MILF. What the hell is that? M-I-L-F. Mom, I'd like to f- Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. MILF. 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 <laughs> Welcome to The Secret Life of MILFs, the not-so-secret podcast about being liberated and outspoken millennial moms. I'm Amy, and today I have my August MILF of the Month. I'm very proud to introduce my friend, Nicole. Welcome. Hey, ladies. How are (laughs) you? And gentlemen, whoever's listening. That's right. Oddly enough, I have quite a few male listeners who say that they that they learn things, which is nice. All persons who are listening, regardless of how you identify. I love that. That's perfect. Uh, Nicole and I have an interesting background. We went to college together and not just college, but um, we were in the same sorority. Yes, we were definitely sorority girls. Mm-hmm. When did you graduate from college? I graduated in 2002 with my undergrad, but then stayed an additional year and graduated with my master's in 03. Yes, I actually graduated in 2005 and didn't join our sorority until I think it was 2003. And you were, what was your official title of what you did when you came back? <laughs> I think I was the chapter advisor at that point. The ch- I'm pretty sure I was. The chapter yeah, advisor. The chapter advice. Yeah. Yeah. Before everything basically went to shit after I graduated, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. that was how that was how I knew you. And, you know, kind of like big sister type mentor. And I was like, who would be a great MILF of the month to interview? Somebody that's got some great stuff to share. And I thought of you. I appreciate you inviting me. Well, yeah. So do you have any fun sorority stories that you want to share with me that I may not have heard? Because the girls were wild before me. Like we had fun, but the girls that came before, they were wild. (laughs) Um, That's actually a good question. I... (laughs) I have funny stories. I don't know if I remember anything that was... I actually know I do have a good story. (laughs) (laughs) So I have two that I can think of. One that was very funny and one that, you know, may not be appropriate for many listeners. Oh, are you sure? Um, Because the uh, the gang that listens, it it could be very appropriate. You never know. (laughs) So um, we had to do one of these sorority events to show that we were united as one. Right. Ah, yes. I remember those days. (laughs) And it rained. And one of my um, sisters, new member pledge sisters, took the edible color-coded item. Oh my God, I remember this. (laughs) (laughs) She had hid them in her sock so that we could get through our activity quicker to show unity. And then when we finished, as she walked home, had poured out the... Can we say um, what it was? was it, yeah, they were sprinkles. Right. I was going to say, because people are going right? to be like edible sprinkles. items. Like, yeah, it was sprinkles. They were, they were sprinkles. She had very nonchalantly stuck them in her sock and in m- many places on her body. <laughs> and then as she went back to her dorm room... She had literally tossed them out and it rained. And so there was literally a trail <laughs> from our sorority <laughs> back to her dorm. 
So the next day when the sisters were going to class, they <gasps> literally followed the trail and knew what had happened. Oh my God. So that's... So I can't. Um, <laughs> and then, and it was then like Hansel and Gretel. It was basically like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> sorority no, style. Like, Hansel and Gretel sorority style. So we went to the same college. We're not going to go into too much detail about what you do for work, but let's just say that you work in education. I do work in education, yeah. I do as well. I say very loosely, but I talk a little bit more about what I do because I'm like, I'm not full time. What are they going to (laughs) do? So I come in and like tell crazy stories about the kids that I work with, not using names, of course, but oh, there's some there's some interesting things that happen in school nowadays. It's interesting you say that because I think that education in general has changed over the last, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. And social media has completely changed anyone's kind of knowledge of the world. Yes. And I think our students, teenagers, our young people, really at the click of a text or the click of a button. And on top of that, having COVID for two years, three years, and not having that that interaction to be able to have that social piece. You know, education is very different right now because, you know, students are now back together and we're expecting them, we're expecting everyone to be able to communicate in a way that for years we did not because of COVID. Yeah. And now we're expecting there to be kind of rules and things in place and not just be behind a screen. It's very tough. But I think our our educators truly care about students and truly care about making a a difference. Yeah. And I know you said, you know, you're only part time. (laughs) You're still making a difference in children's lives every day. Right. And so even though outside of our our world as parents and as moms and as dads and as MILFs and, you know, whatever (laughs) it might be, we are impacting the lives of of people who are going to change the world. Right. And so that's huge. There are days I've gone home and cried every day after school for weeks because things were really tough. And I still stuck with it because once I'd made that commitment, specifically if I was doing a long-term TA position, I knew that that kid was counting on me. I knew that I knew that the kid that I was working with one-on-one was expecting me to be there every day. And even if they acted like they hated me, I knew that I was a constant in their life every day. And even if they kick and scream and don't want to follow the expected rules and behavior, I'm still a comfort. So that's that was one of the things that I kind of have held on to that <laughs> they act like they hate you, but they really don't. They really do love you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're somebody's child, right? They're somebody's yeah. child at the end of the day. And I would just hope and I every day that I, I leave for work, I tell my children, be kind and listen to your teachers. Because I think at the end of the day, uh, we want those intrinsic things of our children to be good humans, right? But on top of that, and I know this, I can say that confidently, but I would hope that every adult that my children come into contact with are taking care of my children as if they were their own children, just as I would to take care of every kid that comes into my realm as they were my own child. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's an interesting fight right now. It's a very interesting fight, but it's a fight that we will always continue to, to go forward to make sure that children are prepared for the next phase of life. I have to say, and this is with a thousand percent honesty, your children are phenomenal human beings. 
<laughs> they are. I have a story that I was going to tell you. I can't remember if I've told you this before, but so you have three biological children and my son is in the same grade as your middle child. And so that they're all pretty close in age. And mm-hmm. I've even subbed for your son's classroom for a week. And it was like the best week mm-hmm. I've ever had. They are just lovely, lovely little people. And oddly enough, one of his classmates now lives in my neighborhood is at my house all the time, <laughs> which is bizarre when he showed up in my living room one day and I went, uh, I know you. <laughs> and here I am I in my, my sweatpants and top knot. And he's looking at me like, you don't look like who I thought you. And I was like, yeah, I know this. You're not a teacher. <laughs> this is this. Hey, kid, secret. This is this is how it really is. When I go to school, yes, exactly. I'm wearing real clothes and a bra. Exactly. So I think I talked about this on the podcast a while back. My son liked to wear nail polish to school and was given kind of a hard time by his grandfather specifically. And boys don't wear nail polish and really kind of getting on him about it and giving him a complex. And I fully wanted him to do what made him comfortable because he just, he likes colors. So if he wants to wear blue nail polish to school, shit, kid, you can wear blue nail polish to school. I don't care. But I was worried because this is a brand new school this year for us. He didn't know the teacher. He didn't really know anybody. So I I was worried that kids were not going to be very kind to him. And he... He wore blue nail polish on his first day of second grade and came home. And I said to him, hey, uh, how was school? He's like, good. I said, did anybody say anything about your nail polish? And he goes, well, somebody asked me why I was wearing it. And then before I could say anything, this girl goes, well, boys can wear nail polish. And I went, who who said that? And he's like, oh. I don't know, somebody that sits at my table, come to find out it was your daughter. (laughs) And I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. She going to bat for you, boy. Like, fuck yeah. The backstory of that is her brother goes with me every two weeks to get his nails done. I know. I I saw him with his, (laughs) his Valentine's Day nails with the pink and the white and the red and the hearts. I'm like, boy, you styling. Yes. He's. So, so the backstory is, is that obviously, you know, her brother gets his nails done because he likes to be put together very nicely. I love him so um, much. And the daughter that you're talking about really breaks down gender barriers and gender conformity. She does. Um, she is a football player through and through. She's, She's amazing. Quarterback this past spring and you know she is badass in her own way she is she does not care what people say or people think and she's all about you do you and so her sticking up for your young your your little guy without her even knowing him my husband and I say with all of our children we know we'll get a phone call from some principal at some point, right? We know that'll happen. I I work in education. I'm sure that'll happen, right? And with her in particular, we are sure in her educational career, we are going to get a phone call. And I hate to say this, that she will likely be suspended for hitting somebody. I was going to (laughs) say, she is a take no shit kind of kid. And I, she needs to be my mentor. She needs to talk me through how not to care what other people think. Fierce. You know, we met, we are always about violence is never the answer to right. her, you know, any of our children never put your hands on someone. Um, but we know with her in particular, 
She is a social justice warrior. I love right? it. And I'm sure when we get the phone call that, that she has stepped to somebody, she has hit somebody, <laughs> she has done something, my only question will be, who would she defend? Right? Because oh. she will only get to that point. And um, I just share this with you. A couple of years ago, so she is eight, going to be nine, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, George Floyd, obviously, you know, we watched him mur- be murdered, yes. right? We are from a blended family, yes. you know, we are very multiracial within our family. Yep. And she was six years old at the time. And I'm watching the TV and I'm crying, right? And yeah. this same child wants to be a police officer. She <sighs> loves the police. She swears by the police. She loves the fact that they take care of people in the community. Mm-hmm. And she sees me crying and she goes, mommy, why are you crying? And I said, honey, because we just watched somebody lose their life on TV. Like mm-hmm. we watched them lose their life. And even though he was an adult, he was still somebody's child, right? Right. And six years old, it's a hand to God, a true story. She says, I love police officers. I want to be a police officer, but I'm not sure he was a good person. And I said, you know, honey, sometimes people make decisions. And sometimes that, that is, is really tough. And sometimes people don't do things that they should do. And she goes, but mommy, what if somebody did that to grandpa? So she immediately related George Floyd to looking like one of her grandparents. Interesting. Right. Immediately. And now I'm sobbing, right? Because how do I explain race to a six-year-old? How do I do that? And so she is a social justice warrior. She, She really is. So even at six, she knew the difference of how people look at different people in the world based on their color. And so I do truly imagine she would defend your son because he wants to wear nail polish. Yeah. And I truly imagine she will be defending somebody at some point in their lives because she wants to stand up for what's right. I have to tell you a funny story. You said, you know, my kiddos, you know them. You said that they are wonderful in school. Mm-hmm. And so I actually share this often with one of my children's teachers. My son, who apparently is very respectful in school, uh-huh. is what I've been told, um, <laughs> is not the same child that lives in my household. Um, that might be common for everywhere, though. Kids act differently in school. This is a true story. Um, so my daughter, the one we were just talking about, comes downstairs, hysterical crying, screaming, look what he did to my iPad. And I'm like, oh, please don't tell me he broke another iPad. Because at the time, he was, I don't know, five, maybe. Mm-hmm. He had already been through three iPads. Oh. And I'm like, I cannot tell my husband that he broke another iPad. Like, I can't do it. There's no way. How do you do that? <laughs> right? And I take her iPad. and Her iPad is fine. It's beautiful. The screen is not cracked, nothing. I'm like, it's fine. What are you worried about? She's like, turn it on. And I turn it on. And said child, my son, had taken pictures of himself in the crab position, hands behind him, feet in front of him, completely naked, showing off his kibbles and bits, and had taken the picture and made it the wallpaper of his sister's iPad so that when she turned it on... All she saw was kibbles and bits. And so I literally look at it. I'm stunned at this point. And I turn to my husband and I go, look what your son just did. 
And my husband, because he works in civil service, yep. my husband's screaming at the top of his lungs, who never, he never ever loses his temper <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Oh my God, check the cloud! Check the cloud! Oh. Because he's now thinking that these pictures have gone to the cloud and we're going to have the FBI. Oh my God. We are harboring child pornography, <laughs> right? And my husband looks at my son and was like, what were you thinking? And my son's like, I just thought it was funny. My husband's like, it's never funny. Never. And he's like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm like freaking crying. You don't take naked pictures of yourself and put them on your sister's iPad. So that's the son who lives in my home. who was apparently a wonderful student. I love him so I love him. 10 times more now than I already did. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. Oh. My husband was like, oh my God, you have to check the cloud. Like he's like on every device checking the cloud and making sure it didn't upload to the cloud. He's like, I'm telling you, the FBI is probably watching us. You know, sometimes the things that I yell at my kids, a lot of times, like if they're wrestling and getting into it, putting their hands on each other. And we have tried to say from the very beginning, like when somebody says stop, you stop immediately. There's do not pass go. Stop. There have been times where I'm like, you're going to go to jail if you don't stop when somebody says stop. Jesus Christ. Freeze. Freeze. We use the term freeze. 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 Oh, that's. So. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I had to tell you that. That's, that's so. Just... It's perfect. Mwah. Chef's kiss. It really is. <laughs> oh, my God. Who lives in my home. We've covered your children are clearly angels. <laughs> totally. In school. It's in school. God, I love that kid. So something that I, I wanted to ask you about is fostering because you have three biological children, but you also foster kids as well. And I wanted to know how you decided that you wanted to do that and how it worked and how it's going. And I've known my whole life. I actually imagined myself as a foster parent or an adoptive parent before I even knew I would be a biological parent. Okay. Which is super odd, right? It's a calling. It it really is. I grew up in a single family home. My my mom was a single mom. Um, You know, we were on welfare. My mom always made ends meet. Mm -hmm. My dad, unfortunately, really, uh, he's a recovering addict. Okay but really put a lot of chemicals into his body, you know, was not always a a good person or a kind person. Mm-hmm. And I have memories of the physical abuse that he, he did to my mom and my mom didn't want me raised around that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she decided to do it herself um, and, and kind of be a single parent. And in doing that, she always made sure any of the neighborhood kids, if they ever needed something, you know, our house was always the house to come to. We were still together with family and we were eating mayonnaise and bologna sandwiches, right? <laughs> together. So we never went without, but we always had enough to get by. Yeah. And so seeing my mom and just seeing the number of people she had in and out of our house that she tried to help, even though we didn't have a lot, I always knew that I would be someone to help children. And I've devoted my life's work to helping children. You have. Um, you know, I, I truly, truly believe that being a foster parent has made me a better human, has made me a better parent. And my husband and I often say that in we fostered at this point, uh, 10 children. Mm-hmm. And we every single one of those uh, biological parents truly do love their children. 
unfortunately, due to the system, due to circumstance, yeah. due to just life. Not everyone is equipped, but nobody wakes up every day to say, you know, I'm going to ruin my child's life. Nobody right. plans to ruin a child's life. No. Some people just don't have skill set or don't have the opportunities around them to be able to help children or help their own children. Mm-hmm. And we have always had an open door policy with our biological parents when we foster their children. And when the children have moved on to either either reunite with their parents or go with a grandparent or go with a family member, we have always given them a note and said, you know, please reach out to us. We're here for respite care if you need it. It's made my children better humans because they get a vote. Anytime we get a brand new foster friend, as we call them, foster our children get to vote on whether or not they are okay with the foster coming into the home Okay, because it is a huge commitment to our whole family. Your kids are great, so I can totally see them being very open and welcoming to having kids come in. You know, it's interesting you say that because the one time we didn't ask them, there was literally one time. And it's with our current foster that we have, Mm -hmm. who we are getting ready to adopt. (gasps) Oh Um, my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with him. Oh my God, I want to eat him every time I see him. We are super blessed. Um, We believe 12 weeks or so from the adoption. (gasps) And, you know, in his case, I actually was just talking to somebody about his circumstance. And I said, if I ever do get to meet his mother, I want to thank her because I truly don't know if she understands that she helps complete my family. And, you know, I know that her heartache and her personal things that she's going through that unfortunately don't allow her to be his present parent, Mm -hmm. you know, are not ever negated by the fact that because she chose to have him, because she chose to allow him into this world, and this is not by any means a a pro-life or Mm pro-choice decision, that is not what I'm saying, but she had many options. And she chose to go to the hospital, she chose to have him, and then she chose to sign him over to to care. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have to do any of those things, right? And because she did that, he has now completed our family. And if I ever get to meet her, I want to hug her and tell her, you know, thank you for allowing me to become his mother, because I don't know if she understands what that's done for our family. I'm not even kidding. I got chills on my legs. Like, I'm so I'm so excited for you guys. It's interesting. In his case, is the only time we've never called our children to ask them or, or talk to anytime ch- children's division calls for a placement. Mm-hmm. You normally have time to talk to your family, talk to your spouse and ask. In his case, they called me at work, and which is very interesting because I'm not normally the primary contact. Okay. My husband is. And for some reason, they called me and asked me if we would take a, a newborn placement. And my husband and I were out of the newborn field. We were only <laughs> taking placements that were three to eight was our, our, our sweet realm. spot. <laughs> we, that was our realm, right? You know, because we, we were not doing newborn feedings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they called and asked. And I said, well, you know, let, let me call my husband. And I called my husband and he was golfing at the time. <laughs> and, and my husband goes, you want to go back to midnight feeding? And I was like, oh, don't worry. I go, it's a newborn. Every family member steps forward for a newborn. He'll be with us maybe a month. No big deal. <laughs> and my husband's like, all right, if you want to do it, I, I'm, we will always make it work, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you a, another story about my husband while, while we talk about this in a minute. But I called Children's Division back and I said, you know, I think we'll be able to do this. You know, as you look for family, we can take on the baby. And they said, well, he's being released from the hospital in an hour. Um, (gasps) Are you going to be home? 
And I was like, no, I'm at work and I, my husband is golfing. Uh, there's, there's the only person that's there is, is my mother. And they said, well, she's approved. Can we just drop the baby off with her? Oh, my God. And I literally called my mother and was like, are you going to be home? And she was, yeah, why? And I said, well, they're dropping off a newborn. He was born three days ago. And they apparently can't wait till I can get home. So can you be there to receive him? And literally, they dropped him off to my mother. He had a half a T-shirt on with a diaper, and he had three formula bottles that were in the hospital plastic bag. And, and that's a few it. diapers, and that was it. Oh, my God. Um, and so because my husband and I were out of the newborn phase, we, we had nothing. We had, oh. like, we had clothes. We had clothes, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, they were down in our basement. But we had no car seat, pack and play, things like that cars, you know, all that stuff. So, but I got to tell you, so when I talk about my husband, I'm a good human. Let me, let me rephrase that. I try to live being a good human. Mm-hmm. Like I try to, I try to live by being kind to other people, you know, making the world a better place, you know, all the stuff yeah. that we try to do as, as, as people. So I'm a good human. My husband is a great human. Oh, And like, I'm a good spouse. He is a great spouse. And I say that genuinely not to like blow smoke i say it because it's the truth he is a better person than i am and i can give you an example so when we first became foster parents our very first placement my husband calls me at work again he was the primary contact and he's like hey um so we got a call from you know cps about getting a placement of a two-year-old blah 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 blah. and i was like okay i was like why are you calling me aren't you the primary contact and he's like, well, they also want to know if we'll take the newborn sibling that was just born. Oh. And I go, well, excuse me? I go, two babies? <laughs> I go, for our first placement? At the time, we had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 10-month-old. And I was like, how are we going to raise five children ages four and under? I was going to say. Like, how? how how would you do that like I take two you take two there's still another baby that needs to be taken care of there's a fifth and I said to my husband hand to God the true story so I I'm not sure about this that that's a lot that that's a big that's a big give if you couldn't get in touch with me what would you tell children's division if they needed an immediate answer literally what I said to him his response was we have enough room in our house and love in our home we will figure it out Oh my God, he's and an angel I, of a man. I He really is. I'm telling you, he's a better human than me. <laughs> and I literally said, well, I guess we're taking two babies then. Uh, and they were with us literally for 10 months. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm a good person, but my husband, he is one of those people that come onto this earth that you're like, wow, how? And, and people that meet him, I know you've met him. Yeah. He's a person of very few words. He is. And so most of the time when you meet him, you think he's disinterested. And that's not it. He just only talks if he feels the need to talk. Like he's not somebody like you and I that have to fill space. Like you and I, like <laughs> we have to talk, right? We got to. Yeah, space. of course. We're not. We like, can't have any awkward silences. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he will just talk when he thinks he needs to talk, but otherwise, he likes to just observe the world around him. That's and interesting. He's a great human. That's you know, yeah. my husband is is similar in that he, a man of few words. He likes to listen as opposed to just talk. I love that relationship dynamic. That's that's wonderful to hear because you've been married for how many years now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. So a funny story, you know, you asked about college. I got to tell you this. So my husband and I have been together for 15 or 16 years. Mm-hmm. 
but we have been married going on 12 years. Okay. You, yeah, we're very, very but, close. So I don't want to give away the event because that would then give away what college we went to. I already know what uh, event this is, but yep, go ahead. Okay. So he and I met at that event at a very famous bar on the main drag of the town. Right. In our college town. Yep. Yeah. So it was a cliche that we met at the event at that bar. But guess what? We're now married. And so I guess some cliches come true, right? <laughs> it's perfect. I just I, I love how I love how you talk about them. That's just it's very heartwarming. I feel very, very blessed that we found each other. It was meant to be. <clears throat> so if somebody were considering fostering, what would be any advice that you would have for them? You know what? I get asked a lot. I People always say I could never do that. I could never do that. How do you give them back up? Well, there's two things there. One, if not you, then who, right? Mm -hmm. Because the children need a home. Right. So if not you, then who's going to do it if you're not going to? And then part two is, I think there's a different realm for my family that we have our own children. We were blessed to be able to have our own biological children. And so I think for us, it is a different type of lens that we're walking in with, right? Okay. Like we're not trying to build our family for whatever circumstance life has at us. We were able to have our own children. So welcoming other children into our home that then potentially leave, not as, as people would say heartbreaking or as heart-wrenching as I can imagine it must be okay. for people that aren't able to have their own children or for whatever life circumstance has don't have their own children, right? Right. So I can imagine that that would look very different if if we didn't have our own children. I would encourage anybody to go into fostering because the children need someone. Yeah. Right? They need someone. And if you have the means and the ability to help take care of children and give them a safe home for the time that they need it, by all means, take the leap, take the venture. My husband and I went into foster care truly just to foster. We did not have the intent to adopt. Okay. But like our little person that we have now <laughs> that we are adopting, I'm the only mother that he has known since he was three days old. Like I literally, he hasn't seen his biological mother in over a year. And so I, his mom, and I cannot imagine my life without him. I truly cannot. I actually said to him, I cannot believe I didn't give birth to you. The <laughs> love I, I, I truly love him like, like I birthed my other children. So when I, in those circumstances, I can imagine that if there was a family that weren't able to have their own children or for whatever reason didn't have their own children and they went into foster care, like if he was to be removed from us at this point, I can imagine that being heart-wrenching. Yeah. But I would still default back to, we gave him the safest home we could have for the time that he was with us. Mm -hmm. And so I truly encourage anybody that is able to and has the means to, to go into foster care because they are across the country. They are in desperate need for safe foster homes for children and the children need it. And at the end of the day, that's our goal to make the world a better place so that they can make the world a better place. That's so beautiful. Talking about this and, and watching you with your almost official son, I, uh, I have to wonder if I brought that up to my husband, how he would feel about fostering, because I feel like I have enough love to give to other kids. And if kids, if kids weren't so expensive, I probably would have had at least two more of my own. <laughs> 
But well, it's funny you say that because like my husband and I joke around that there was a time where he felt like he couldn't walk into a room and not get me pregnant, right? Like, <laughs> yep, we were literally pregnant four times in four years. Every time I turned around, I was pregnant. So my big win was year five where I didn't end up pregnant. I was like, oh my God, I'm not having a baby. Like, this is great. <laughs> I don't take it for granted because I know there are people that try to have children and, you know, are not able to. But I hated being pregnant. Like I hated every part of it. <laughs> and women don't talk about it. It is really tough to grow a human. It is. And the stuff it does to your body and you have no control. Preach. This is such a true story. Like, oh my God, I can't even live to tell you this. So, <laughs> so we were pregnant four times in four years. Mm -hmm. We had three successful pregnancies. Um, one of our babies is an angel baby. Mm hmm and so on our last pregnancy, which ends up being my son, who you say you love. <laughs> so we didn't know what we were having. And Santa Claus was going to bring us a gift to tell uh -huh. us what we were having. Okay. Because one of his little elves was able to find out what we were having. <laughs> and they were going to deliver us a gift to tell us what we were having. And the day before Christmas Eve, my husband and I went to a local grocery store to pick up our last minute stuff. And I knew in my heart of hearts that we were having another girl. Like I knew. <laughs> and my husband's lot in life was to be a dad of girls. He was going to be a girl dad, mm -hmm. just the way it was. I didn't anticipate getting pregnant when we found out we were pregnant with our last. I did a lot of crying. <laughs> I didn't even tell our family. Like my, the true story, my husband had to tell our family. Our middle daughter actually had a lot of medical issues that she was going through mm -hmm. and that she was being diagnosed with officially. And so I was like, I can't have another baby while we're dealing with her. Yeah. We need to make sure she's okay. And then, whoops, guess what? We're having a baby. Surprise. Like, and so my husband had to tell our family because like physically, anytime I tried to tell somebody, I would sob. Oh. And I was like, I know this is supposed to be great, but it's not great. I can't have this baby. <laughs> when we went to the doctor, I'm in the stirrups, you know, they do the exam mm -hmm. and he's, yeah, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, no, you got to check it again. You got to check it again. <laughs> like, how did this happen? And he was like, you do have two children. You know how this happens. You know how and this happens. And I was happens. like, I go, no, I'm a planner. This was not planned. Check it again. Because like, I didn't believe him. I was like, you're lying. And so my husband had to tell everybody because I physically couldn't come to terms with the fact that I was having another baby. So Christmas comes. Santa's going to tell us what we're having. And we're at the grocery store and I turned to my husband and I said, I'm pretty sure that, that this is going to be another girl. I really struggle with being pregnant, but if it is another girl and if, if you want to, for some reason, try for a son. And as I try to even say that my husband cut me off uh, and he was like, listen, I love you more than anything. <laughs> but if my lot in life is to have three daughters, my lot in life is to have three daughters. <laughs> I can't go through another pregnancy with you after this. Because I was like vicious. You are a wreck. So like, that's what they, but that's what they don't talk about, right? No. When you're pregnant, they don't talk about what it does to your body nope. and what hormones and like how emotional you are. So anytime I was pregnant, I was a mean person. Like I was vicious to my husband. And I'd be like, you did this to me. Do you understand what you did to me? He was like, listen, if that's my lot in life, we can't go We're through done. this again. We're done. Goes, this is I, it. I can't live through another pregnancy with you. I'm not going to survive it. Because I was so vicious. You know, but women don't talk about it. They don't no. talk about the things that go through your body. And nope. it's tough.
after you have a baby, like your brain chemistry literally changes. They do all kinds of testing on it. Like your body is not the same. Even the 10 months of growing the human is hard. Yeah. Like it is hard. And yes, it's magical. No, no. What's really magical is when you have the little human afterwards. (laughs) That's the great part. (laughs) The 10 months of growing the human is batshit difficult. Like it is hard. What is coming out of my body? Why does that now leak? Like yeah. people don't talk about that. No, they really don't. They just talk about how beautiful it is and how magical no. and what you're glowing. Yeah, you know what's not no. glowing? The fact that my hip bones are separating and I'm waddling. There was no glow from this woman. <laughs> no glow. I was haggard. There was, I was haggard. <laughs> there was there was vicious, angry woman the entire time. <laughs> And I say that I try to say it so endearingly because I know that there are individuals in this world that can't have babies. I totally, totally understand that. Like, I'm not trying to be ungrateful for the fact that I was able to have children. But holy hell. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's difficult. Right? Both are true. Yep. It is. It's difficult. You saying this leaking from where has led me to this This portion of the (laughs) evening. I normally ask some really ridiculous, raunchy, spicy questions, but I feel a little bit weird about it. (laughs) Although I may ask you, we'll get together. We'll hang out. I'll ask you then maybe after a few cocktails and it'll be hilarious for the two of us. I'm always about cocktails. Hell yeah. What were you drinking before, by the way? This was a Pinot (laughs) that I was drinking. Yep. And so I had to enjoy the Pinot during the podcast. That's perfect. I, You know, I do a game night. I do game nights every now and then and drink while playing games. That can get hilarious. So I'll, I'll keep you in mind for future game nights. But that would be wonderful. But this is what made me think of it. This is leaking from where? Because yes, even now still, I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> is this remnants of having children? Well, okay. So we're going to play a little this or that. And it's it's silly. It's stupid. Even saying these words make me laugh still. So would you like to start with the female form or the male form? Let's start with the female. Okay. And then we'll move on to the male. Okay, perfect. So this or that, titties or tatas? Oh, that's a good one. I would say depending on who is asking for them, right? Okay. So if it's your husband and you're getting a little frisky, he he think he wants the titties. Okay. But the baby might ask for the tata. Okay. And so depending on the person, if I had to pick one, I would probably say tata. Okay. Because I don't think I have, I I think that the (laughs) babies have ruined my breast. So I don't even (laughs) think they're titties anymore. Okay. (laughs) They're not titties anymore. Okay. Uh, Jugs or cans? (laughs) Oh my God, neither. Like, what are we, like 19? <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Like, oh my God. You think that's bad? What? This is only number two. You wait. Like, how many frat boys use the word jugs or cans? Like, seriously? All of them. This All is of them. 19, 1998. I'm yes. literally hanging out in our college town. And, oh, let me see your jugs. No. <laughs> Show oh, me God, your get cans. Over, <laughs> get over yourself. Like, no, neither. That's just disgusting. <laughs> It's only, gonna, it's only going downhill from here. Okay. I can't. Hooters or Yabos? Oh, Hooters. You got to say Hooters. Okay. The Yabos is like too much. Like you got too much going on in your mouth. 
The Hooters are, are perfect. Okay. <clears throat> More than a mouthful is a waste. Mm, okay. <laughs> that might be the best morning of the night. More than a mouthful is a waste. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Sweater puppies or chesticles? I've never heard of either. Oh, okay. That's a new one for okay. me. Do you have a preference? Sweater puppies. That okay. actually sounds cute. Okay. Knockers or chichis? Knockers. <laughs> Jubblies or melons? Oh my God, really? This is back to the can. This is a can thing. Like, come on, neither. Okay, neither. neither. <laughs> Bongos or kahunas? Bongos. Okay. Bongos. The girls or the twins? Always the girls. Always. Every even to this day. Yes. Every woman I've ever asked that, they always say the girls. Men will lean towards the twins. Interesting. Even to this day, like when I talk to my daughters who are turning into young women mm -hmm. and I talk about their breasts and I tell them never to be embarrassed by your female body. I said, none of us should ever be embarrassed by our bodies. Right. All bodies are beautiful. And I say, you always got to protect the girls. Mm -hmm. So like my middle daughter who likes to play sports and is like to play football, I remind her she has to wear a sports bra. And I said, honey, you got to protect the girls protect at the girls. all costs. You got to protect the girls. Because let's be honest, they're not twins. They're just like eyebrows. They are sisters, not twins. They will never be identical. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, these ones. Okay. Man killers or smother brothers? <laughs> Man killers. Really? But I think. I think on a really good night, they can be a smother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> This is the last one. Gerber servers or super big gulps? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I don't know if I like either. Ooh, okay. Gerber servers or big gulps? I think on a really fun frisky night, they're big gulps. Okay. Otherwise, they're Gerber servers. Okay. All right. So now we're moving on to the male, the male form. Dick or cock? Dick. <laughs> Wang or wiener? Wiener. Easy peasy. Dong or knob? <laughs> Neither. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm thinking of like, was it 16 candles? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Schlong or schmeckle? Schlong. Meat stick or pickle? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. I don't think I would ever use any term. No. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be your pickle. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I don't. A lot of these I've you wouldn't never, use in casual conversation. Excuse me. May I see your meat stick? Your like, pickle? Yeah. Like, no. I, I think I think both of those are just weird. Okay. I, oh yeah, well. No. You just wait. Skin flute or pink oboe? Oh my god! Disturbing. <laughs> Disturbing is the answer. Makes you never want to pick up an instrument, right? <laughs> right, because I played an instrument, and when I was younger, like I no. I Did you play the know. flute? I did not. I was in orchestra. Oh, okay. What did you play? Uh, violin, viola, and piano. Oh. Oh, she... Oh, the fancy... The fancy instruments. <laughs> not like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. But neither one of those... So my best friend at the time played clarinet. But when you use those terms like that, I neither. I would... I'm like... I want to... No. Okay. <laughs> Winkus or Tallywhacker? If I was... 
overseas, I would say Tallywagger. Tallywagger. I think just think that that's I, exactly it's a right. Classy, like it's a classier version. If I was somewhere in Europe, I would use that term. Okay, Harry Canary or Spit Stick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Baloney pony or giggle stick? Baloney pony or giggle stick. I don't think either should apply, right? Like, I don't think either one of those sound like they'd be fun. I just like baloney pony because it rhymes. I, I do agree to that. I think that's a fun term. Yes. But there's something odd about... Let me see your baloney pony. I don't ooh. <laughs> I don't think that anybody's ever using these in a sexy time moment. Can you imagine? Can I see your winkus? <laughs> like show me your winkus. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. <laughs> like what? Oh goodness. Boner or chubby? Boner. Definitely. <laughs> One-eyed wonder weasel or steaming semen roadway? <laughs> oh my god. I want to say one-eyed wiener. Because I think of one-eyed Willie. One-eyed Wonder Weasel. But I'm thinking of the Goonies. Yes. Like, hey, you guys. (laughs) Like, that's totally where I'm going with it. Because a true child of the 80s, I'm picking the first one because of that. I love that. That's perfect. I think it's a good one to end on. Wonderful. One-eyed Willie, show me your treasure. (laughs) Treasure chest. (laughs) Oh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful evening with you tonight. I will totally do this again if you ever invite Yay! me back. I thank you um, so much. You- thank you for being my August MILF of the month. You are awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm a MILF, but I'm happy that I was able to be here as part of your Hell yes, your you are. Yes, month. you are. Mm-hmm. You're so kind. Just the truth, it baby. Just the truth. <laughs> It was so wonderful, and I can't wait to uh, do this again if we ever get the moment. We get the opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening this week to The Secret Life of MILFs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help it grow, and wherever you listen, rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow along on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Secret Life MILFs. And if you'd like to be featured in a future episode or you'd like to nominate someone to be MILF of the Month, you can send an email to thesecretlifeofmilfs at gmail.com or visit thesecretlifeofmilfs.com. Tune in Monday, September 5th to get back to our regularly scheduled MILF Mondays. MILF! 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 <laughs>